Coaches. Blow the whistle, ay. Blow the whistle, ay. Blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, ay. Blow the whistle, ay. Blow the whistle, ay. Blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, yeah. Blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone. Ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on. This is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that. Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? It's going better, Nice little hump day in the middle of the week. Um, just ready to talk and just get into week three. Hopefully, it's going to be more uh, durable and better on our freaking uh, hearts this week <laughs> with the injuries and stuff. Yes, hopefully the injuries take a chill pill for this week and we can actually get some football on without having to panic about our fantasy teams. Uh, you know, we're two weeks in. Hopefully, you know, you have an idea where your team is and if you need to make adjustments. Oh, I need some start decisions to get yourself back into things. That's why we're here for you guys tonight. So uh, it's week three. We're doing start and sits, as we always do the last couple weeks now. But before we get to it, uh, of course, we got a lot of news to talk about. Once again, uh, start with Justin Herbert. It will be starting this Sunday. Uh, Tyrod Taylor will probably be out for a couple weeks. And, yeah, I don't know if you heard, Jibs, about the whole uh, doctor messing up the shot. got put into his lung and basically messed him up, caused him to be a, a have issues, basically. Uh, pretty crazy, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be somewhat of a lawsuit. But it doesn't look like Tyrod Taylor's playing anytime soon, so. Yeah, get your money, Tyrod. I, I hope he feels better soon. It's, like, unfortunate that it happened to him, but uh, we get to see some new beginnings with Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I liked what I really saw out of Justin Herbert uh, this past week against the Chiefs. Um, anyone like come to mind that might s- s- maybe make an impact with him being the starting quarterback now? Uh, I believe, like I said on the last episode, Keenan Allen definitely gets a boost in my eye. I watched a lot of the game, and he just looked his way. And uh, besides that, it's going to be the running backs. Uh, I think he like kind of checks down to Eckler. A lot is, and he even gave Josh Kelly some catches in the game. I wasn't expecting that, so I think the running backs are gonna have his eye, and Keenan Allen, of course, he doesn't have to get uh, Mike Williams and more involved in the game. But obviously, Hunter Henry's a staple as well. You can't go wrong, rookie with a tight end. Yeah, I think the offense, the passing game, I think in general, you see some kind of somewhat of an increase, plus the run game. The run game is going to be solid because I think they're going to continue to run with him, obviously being the rookie quarterback, but they're going to let him air it out at times. And obviously you saw Keenan Allen have a much better week this week with a guy like Justin Herbert, so that's definitely a big bonus for sure. I know there was an episode of Hard Knocks that I heard that uh, like he went up to him and said, my job is to get you the ball. That's all I care about. So he's going to he's gonna get him the ball as much as possible. So uh, that's great news for fantasy in terms of that. Uh, going to the next one here, Sterling Shepard on IR. Uh, three weeks probably minimum. Uh, well, hopefully he gets back on the court soon, of court, the field soon, but that definitely opens up more fantasy options down the road, which is always good in terms of us. Uh, Devontae Freeman finally got on the team on his like eighth visit finally, signed with the New York Giants. Uh, how do you like this uh, signing here, Jibs? Oh, I, I love it because he turned down multiple teams to say, I want to go to the Giants with the most crappiest O-line pretty much, so... It's it's a good move for Freeman. Like he's gonna get a little bit of money. He gets to play, see, uh, take his last shot, see if he get like a better deal. Kind of don't I doubt it because he's gonna be like twenty nine next year. But he may be a useful option down the road. For now, you obviously can't play him if you want. It's like kind of a desperation shot. I think it's gonna be more of a committee this week, and then sparingly he'll get away from the pack and then he might be a star for you or a productive player down the road yeah um like i said it's it's okay signing like obviously it was a pretty like this was going to happen i mean we didn't want to the giants didn't want to give Deion lewis no wing gallman the gallman uh the the ball and a bigger workload clearly and that's what kind of what freedom is there going to do he's going to take probably most of the work um definitely an attractive option just because of that but are we expecting a big season? Probably not. I mean, Saquon Barkley ran 
very minimal behind that offensive line in a game and a half and did not look well. It did not look like he had any holes to run. So Friedman's not going to see probably much more production than than that. I mean, he's a border. He's a, probably an RB3 uh, in PPR leagues. Nothing more than that, probably. Uh, he'll have some good weeks probably down the road once he gets more acquainted, but probably wouldn't want to bring him into the starting lineup. I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, um, not a great signing, but if you, I'm sure you picked him up on your waivers on Tuesday so or Wednesday morning when you got him. So, uh, yeah, uh, not a horrible, but nothing to be, like, wild about. So, uh, And we keep going here. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, uncertain for week three, kind of concerning. He didn't practice today on Wednesday, uh, but hopefully, you know, we hear more information by the time Friday gets out. Uh, Tevin Coleman, likely to see the IR, probably going to miss at least four weeks. So if you have him, put him on your IR. Um, hopefully you picked up either Jarek McKinnon or Jeff Wilson to cover for that. Blake Bortles signs with the Denver Broncos. Um, what's the chance that, De- that Blake Bortles becomes a fantasy superstar again, Jibs? You're on mute. That's that my point. <laughs> That, that's but a, I don't think so. It's not a shot. All right. He could make a splash play if he wants, but he's not coming back to the He was the garbage king only three years ago, so uh, anything's possible in 2020, it seems like. But, yeah, he's probably going he's gonna to be signed. He probably won't start this week. Jeff Driscoll will be probably take that job for now. Um, George Kittle seems unlikely for Sunday, and I think he probably will sit. Again, they're back in MetLife when they lost, like, seven players in one game, so... There's almost no point to put your star tight end probably back out there for this Sunday, so I doubt he plays. Uh, Jimson Crowder, Bashar Perryman, still not practicing. Not good signs there. Christian McCaffrey finally goes in the IR. He's more than likely out for that four to six window we talked about on Monday or Tuesday when you heard this. Kenny G's back at practice, uh, so that's great news. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit too. And then, I'm sorry, Jib's the last one on the list here. I don't think it was on there, but Jalen Rager. Uh, Rieger, however you want to say it, out four to six weeks with that thumb injury. Any any comments on the, the health of the wide receiver core for the Eagles? <laughs> fire, the, fire the training staff. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 but, um, it's ridiculous how often your receivers get injured. I, I just don't get it. It's football. We definitely need to get uh, some more durable talent. I just, it's it's insane that Deshaun Jackson hasn't even got hurt yet, but I guess we'll find out maybe Sunday. Uh, so no, give it a week. <laughs> Let him play more than like ten snaps. But no, that's definitely an unfortunate situation. Uh, if you don't have an IR spot, definitely not worth being on the team for right now. So uh, that is most of the news. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin's back. Just so you know, Michael Thomas isn't practicing. So these little things. Just keep your eye on the report. Uh, DJ Shark. If you listen to this before the Thursday night game, he's questionable. So keep that in mind. Maybe you got like Keenan Cole if you haven't picked him up yet. He's out there. Could be a good replacement if Shark isn't playing. So uh, let's keep that in mind. But we're talking Thursday football now. Uh, tomorrow night, the Jacksonville Jaguars do play my Miami Dolphins. Um, Jibs, any? What's your? Uh, what are you looking forward to in this game? What are you expecting from these teams? Oh, I think it's going to be a very, very fun game tomorrow night like usually like you kind of get like this kind of matchup Jaguars Dolphins you're like I'm not gonna watch it but I think it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a high scoring game I, I'm, I'm, I already bet the over on it but um I want to see for the Dolphins more Miles Gaskins we're gonna I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later and then um for the Jaguars I'm looking forward to seeing LaVishka Chanel and get more opportunities and reps. I think the way he could be utilized in that game it could create a matchup problem for the Dolphins at some point of the game. So I think he'll be even utilized even more tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to those two things. And obviously, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just bombing it out in garbage time. Oh, yeah. Love that. Yeah, Dolly. Obviously, I'm going to be watching this game. Obviously, as a true Dolph- true hometown Dolphins fan, not hometown, but true Dolphins fan. Uh, in terms of the Dolphins, in terms of fantasy, I'd love to see Preston Williams get more involved. He has been he has five catches on 12 targets so far and very minimal yardage. He has done almost nothing so far this season. I'd love to see him get a, he dropped good. a touchdown. Yeah, that's not what we need. Um, I'd love to see him get somewhat involved and see some production. Hopefully, Mike Gusecki can build off his big 130-yard performance of last week. would be great. 
Um, on the flip side of the ball, I mean, Jacksonville, let's see what they are. Are they going to tank this game? Are they going to try to win it? Um, I have no idea. There was reports that Menchu may be their guy. So uh, we'll see. I mean, this is a winnable game for the Jags, just as the Dolphins. So uh, it's anyone's game. I'd love to see if James Robinson can kind of have more of a breakout game today. That'd be nice. He's been pretty solid so far. That So I'd like to see him kind of a big one uh, on Thursday night. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a fun fantasy, and there's fantasy players on both sides. So it's just always good fun. So, But uh, that is the Thursday night preview, guys. Again, not much to talk about. Bottom-dwelling teams who are probably going to light up the scoreboard, have a hopefully high high-scoring game to give us some kind of fun on Thursday. So... Uh, and now we go over to the main segment of the night, guys. Of course, it's starting sets for week three. We're getting ready to get you ready for your week three matchups. Um, before we get into the week starting sets, I had actually one mailback question. I got it in from the other day, Jibs, and maybe you can help me out with this. Uh, boy, let me see what his name was. I forget now. I can't even think. A uh, boy, George. Uh, he helped. You know, he shouted us last year for a big win that he got in his league. So thank you for that, George. But. He asked me earlier today, Superflex League Jibs, I don't know if you saw, uh, but trading away Matthew Stafford and Will Fuller, he already has Cam and he's got Russell Wilson, and picking up either the combination of J.K. Dobbins or Kenny G or Terry McLaurin. Would you take that trade for Dobbins or Mc, Dobbins with either McLaurin or Kenny G? It's a tough question, I know. It's very tough. It's very tough. I, I told him that I think it was a I think it he has two quarterbacks already. Doesn't matter about the super flex. You're getting a guy like Kenny G or McLaren. Um, and he's got Rager on his team too, so he lost him just today. And you're getting a guy like Dobbins who could be a home run threat for his team who already has he's got Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor, so I think he's gonna take I, it. Yeah, I'll definitely give up Stafford and Fuller for a transcendent piece in those two. Like you, they're both young receivers. We saw Kenny G, what he could do with Stafford on it. Maybe he doesn't want to give up the stack, <laughs> oh, or the stack opportunity. But like, I, I'll still get him. I'll still try to get those players. McLaurin's yeah. a young player; he's only going to go higher. And then Dobbins could be an elite talent in a year exactly so as i said take it you're never going to start safford over cam or uh i think he said he said russ maybe um or matt ryan or something like that so take it kenny g or mclaurin can be an immediately impactful guy and then dobbins could be that guy that gets you over the top so uh thank you for that george that was a, that was a tough one so today's podcast is brought to you by restaurant.com with restaurant.com you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks their dining deals range from 5 to $100 and never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dining has never been easier with Restaurant.com used for dine-in, take-out, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's, don't forget, www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com the best deal every meal. And now we're going over to the start and sits, guys. Uh, what you've been waiting for week three, start and sits. And obviously, same rundown running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback with some sleepers, busts, um, and some lightning round stuff. So we'll start right, ahead. right now. Jibs, give me your first bust of the night for running backs. I'm going with David Johnson. Um, I was encouraged to see him play 100% of the snaps last week. Um, I didn't think he would be able to handle such of a load, but um, it was very encouraging to see that. But otherwise, like he did go against the Baltimore Ravens, the toughest run defense in the NFL, and definitely to fancy running backs. But this week's no well, walk in the park because he has to face the Steelers. We give the fourth fewest fancy points to running backs this year, and it's not like it's going to be any like. Um, high production or anything, you're just relying on yards this week. They haven't even allowed a touchdown yet to a running back this year. No, uh, I really like that one. Definitely, uh, definitely, if you're following the trend lately, David Johnson might be getting all the carries and you might have to start him, but if you can find a different option, I really would rather go that way because that's a pretty tough, uh, 
Steelers defense, especially against the run. Um, and my first bust tonight, and it's more of a concern than a bust, I guess you could say, guys, but I have Clyde edwards Um, uh, You know, it was very encouraging to see 10 targets last week against a pretty stout, uh, you know, Chargers defense, but he didn't do that great. He only put up 13 fantasy points if he played in PPR leagues, but uh, to me that is somewhat of a concern with a pretty strong Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, they've been a little bit more lenient on the run, but uh, this could turn into a game with more of a shootout potential to it, and Pat Mahomes could be flying back. And we saw last week in, like, two-minute drills that Clyde Edwards wasn't on the field. It was Darwin Thompson at times. So that could be concerned in the long run. You're going to start him, but just lower expectation with a guy like Clyde this week, guys. And, Jibs, we're back to you for your second bust of the night for running backs. I'm sticking in the same game, and I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. Although he is the fact of starter for the Ravens, it's just a carousel, a stable of running backs there. You're seeing Gus Edward get touches. You're seeing J.K. Dobbins get touches. You're seeing Mark Ingram get touches. And Lamar Jackson's to top it off on top of that. Just like you said, I think the game's going to be a little bit uh, high scoring, so they're going to be throwing a little bit more than they are willing to. I know the Ravens are going to want to run as much as they can to limit the clock and whatnot, but like Mark Ingram at the end of the day, he's only had 19 carries for about just like 80-something yards in two games, and he only had caught two passes for 22 yards. And if you saw that touchdown last week, it was kind of like just a, I don't know what the Texans were doing. It was like a give-up play. So like that touchdown literally saved his production line last week, and I can't ride with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of on the same page with you. I mean, it's a it is a favorable matchup in terms of the running backs, but you're right. The split in carries with Ingram, Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, it is way too much to really deal with, and I wouldn't want any part of that this week, guys. I would take the risk and not start him, unless you're really in a punch and a pinch. Uh, I really wouldn't want to start him because you just don't know if he's going to see it or if, if Dobbins will see it or maybe Gus Edwards will see it. So definitely a big mystery, Jibs, there. I like that one. My second one of the night is Leonard Fournette, guys. And I'm sure Leonard Fournette owners who picked him up late in drafts will look gushing after his 100-yard perf- performance in a touchdown. But let's not forget who they played last week. They played the Carolina Panthers, the worst team against fantasy running backs, allowing an average of 27 fantasy points a game to the position Ronald Jones is still going to be involved. I know he got benched, or you could say whatever, last week. But Herbie back, LaShawn McCoy is involved. I just don't expect this team to run all over the Denver Broncos or anything like that. I think you can should very much low expectation that Ronald Jones could see this workload once again. I think they just went his way because Jones messed up and Leonard Fournette. Here you go. But he don't expect him to have like I think he had what did he have like seven or ten carries for like. I think it was 100 yards. That That's not happening again, guys. You just got a low expectation. Sit him if you can. But, yeah, 12 carries for 103 yards. I'm not expecting him to do that all day long. So lower your expectation on a guy like Leonard Fournette this week. And now we'll go over to the sleepers. Uh, Jibs, who's your first sleeper of the evening? My first sleeper this evening is going to be your fellow Dolphin, Miles Gaskin. Like, he isn't anything special, but he is a starting running back for his team. He's received eight, uh, 16 carries, and he looks like he has a knack in the receiving game with 11 catches the last two games. And like we talked about it before, like, I think this game is going to be f- a fun, nice offensive uh, masterpiece due to the defenses. So, um I think he's easily able to exploit uh, some carries on the ground, getting good yardage. But I think he has an exceptional uh, lead way to fantasy production tomorrow because of his involvement in the receiving game. Um, the Jaguars allow us about like 71 yards to running backs on, in the air, so that's a favorable matchup for him. Oh, yeah, I like that. I love talking about some Miami player there, Jibs. Oh, yeah, Gaskin's, Gaskin's a sneaky option this week. Played over 60% of the snaps back-to-back weeks. Breida doesn't seem to be that involved, and Howard seems to get goal line carries. Very strange, but Gaskin seems to be leading the way against, like you said, a pretty 
poor Red Jags run defense. So I like that pick a lot there, Jibs. Uh, going over to my first one, I'm sticking with a, a young guy too, and I'm going with Joshua Kelly, guys. Uh, Joshua Kelly, I mean, he just took advantage of his opportunity. Josh, Justin Jackson goes down. Joshua Kelly has, like, tied for sixth in the, with the most carries in the league so far through two games. Uh, he played very well, I think, against the Chiefs defense. Uh, Herbert's going to be starting again, so let's run up the run game again against... Who are they versing? Oh, right, the Carolina Panthers, who I just mentioned, allowed 27 fantasy points a game to the back position there. Austin Eckler's going to eat. Joshua Kelly's going to eat. He's probably going to see upwards of 20 carries in this game and probably uh, flirt with a pretty solid RB2 finish this week. So I really like Justin Kelly, Joshua Kelly. I'm sorry, Joshua Kelly. as uh, a pretty solid flex option for you in week three, guys. And, Jibs, give me your last sleeper at the RB position now. Okay, we're going to go with a little deep sleeper in uh, Jeffrey Wilson. Um, you guys sold me uh, on the last podcast about a flyer pick you can make up on the waivers this week, and I think he's going to have some usefulness uh, in this upcoming game against the Giants. Kyle Shanahan's system relies on the running backs, obviously, but he's always, or just the last two years, used multiple running backs. It's been a committee, and Jared McKinnon, for his worth, like hasn't played in two years. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to want to just give him like the the reins out there and go wild. So I think Jeff Wilson will have a role this week, and you saw it in 2019, weeks two and three, just with just a few touches, like the game he just scores touchdowns he's a touchdown magnet so he could be a nice maybe a nice little play on uh draft kings or something for you this week as well yeah uh i definitely like him a lot as well i he just always seems to be involved in the offense when someone else goes down and i don't expect Jared mckinnon to see 15 carries in this game Jimmy Ward's going to be getting his, uh, Jimmy Wilson, I'm sorry, going to be getting his carries in this game here and probably see some goal line work, so don't be surprised that he actually ends up having a really good fantasy day. like that one a lot there, Jibs. Uh, going over to my second one of the night, I went, again, another deeper guy. I went with Chase Edmonds, guys. Uh, Chase Edmonds hasn't been playing too bad. It play. Again, not big fantasy numbers, but really just kind of the handcuff to Dr- Kenyon Drake, but he's got his moments so far in the season so far, and them playing Detroit, we saw Detroit kind of get roasted by the running back position last week uh, by the Packers. Um, and backup Jamal Williams, who, you know, plays similar snaps and everything to Chase Edmonds, had, you know, eight carries for 63 yards. Chase Edmonds, I'd say, is a better, younger version of Jamal Williams at this point of his career. So uh, Chase Edmonds could end up seeing a pretty big day, maybe more of a late round when they're up ahead, I think. And possible flex appeal to him this week that you could maybe throw out there and take a shot on and he can end up performing very strong for you he gets involved in the passing game as well he's actually has double the amount of targets as Kenyon Drake so far so uh he's a definitely somewhat of a possible option for you this week in fantasy and then we go over to our open discussion round guys uh basically we're just naming off players starts and sits kind of maybe talk a little bit quickly about them but uh Jibs with the waiver pickups this week, do you want to start guys like Darrell Henderson, Mike Davis, Devontae Freeman, Deion Lewis? Not Freeman. Definitely not Lewis. I want to wait those out. Mike Davis, I definitely could give flex consideration to if the matchup's right, depending on the other players on my team. Darrell Henderson, I want to see if they said Malcolm Brown is going to be suspected to play. So I think it'll still be his, but you also got to keep an eye on Cam Akers. But if Cam Akers is out, I definitely think I'll start Henderson. Yeah, if Akers is out, Henderson definitely deserves some kind of a start, uh, even against Buffalo. I think it's a decent enough matchup to get him enough carries. Uh, I think Mike Davis, to me, if he keeps up that carry, that target, I think he had eight targets last week. If he In PPR leagues, I'd consider starting him. Probably wouldn't start Freeman or Lewis after one week, then probably doing a 50-50 split, and then... Yeah, I wouldn't start these guys unless you were really forced to. So, uh, what about some guys who aren't really doing that well that so far? Like guys like Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley playing pretty mediocre or worse right now. Do you want to start these guys this week? Who they got? Nixon, Nixon versus the Eagles and Gurley versus the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I'll still ride with them. 
Like, would you start like a guy like James Robinson or maybe one of your sleepers this week over these guys? I would consider James Robinson ahead of Todd Gurley at the moment. Pretty close with Mixon, based off like recent production. I just think the workload and just like the sheer like you sure boost in a receiving game we saw last week I just can't sit him right now but like he's they're getting close and in a week or two hey I'm, I might be uh, having J- uh, James Robinson just going for it yeah. but I wouldn't start my sleepers over him no no okay well I mean like I said I wouldn't either I think I might consider starting Joshua Kelly over one of these guys they've just been so ineffective Mixon I think might have a better ch- shot against this Eagles defense uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, I don't know what you're really getting out of him. He doesn't see much of passing involvement. If Julio's out, maybe he sees a bump then. Uh, but it's definitely frustrating to want to start these guys. I think you have to almost at least another week before you make a decision on what you want to do with them. Um, what about Cream Hunt this week? Cream uh, Hunt, the, Brown, the Browns versus the Washington, not the Washington, they versus the Washington Redskins this week. Are you cool starting him in Shaflex? I'm not as confident as I was last week. The Washington football team is pretty stingy on the ground, but it's going to be a grueling game, and um, I just got to lower my expectations for him. He's still a flex for me. Yeah, I think more in the PPR category, if you want to start a guy like that than standard league for sure. Uh, he seems to only get either passing volume or garbage time, basically, at this point right now. Um, we talked about You already talked about Ingram, basically. What about Singletary or Moss? Um, what about starting these guys this week against the other Rams? I will give Singletary some consideration. I did see some reports that Zach Moss was dealing with a toe injury. Yes, I believe it was a toe injury. So music I guess Singletary will get a perceived bump in production, so that will give him a nod for me. Okay, yeah, I, I would consider starting Singletary as a flex option too. Moss, I'd probably sit him this week just because he's dealing with injury. He may not see as much playing time. And then Antonio Gibson, a uh, big play last week. Uh, would you want to start him this week against Arizona yeah. defense? I'll start him. Like He does have a little appeal. He's getting more uh, involved in the offense. We know he can catch the ball, so he's showing me a bit by bit. Is he coming in a little bit more reliable? Right. Kind and of breaking out from the back. Like, would you start him over, like, Todd Gurley or Joe Mixon? Not Mixon. Gurley, he's getting close. Uh, but. Okay, guys. All right. I would consider starting him over Gurley. It would be a long shot, but I'd consider it. If Julio is in, I'd consider it. If Julio's out, I probably wouldn't. Uh, so, uh, then quickly, James White. You start James White if he plays? Mm, nah. No. Uh, Swift, any of the Detroit line running backs this week, do you start them? I'm good. All right. And Naeem Hines, bounce back? Doubt it. Nope. But I'll play him over, I'll play Swift over Hines. Okay. And what about Tariq Cohen, the bounce back? Against in a shootout matchup, possibly with the right. If he doesn't do it this week, man, like, when is he going to do it? Like, literally. This is his week, yeah. I agree. Has to be his week. And you have to start him if, if he's going to have in a shootout with the high-powered Vic- uh, Falcons offense. This is the week, guys, for sure. So <laughs> There's nothing about high-powered in the Vikings. Uh, not the Vikings. <laughs> not right now. So <laughs> so let's run over to the wide receivers now. I'll start with the bus. Jibs, you're up. Okay, my first bus is going to be Devontae Adams, but slightly more contingent on if he's playing or not. So I'm just going to throw MVS in there just because – he kind of slotted into that outside role when um, ham, um, not hamstring, when Devontae Adams was kind of hampered up with his hamstring. But, um, do, so I think if Adams does play, he could be ended up like as a decoy for the offense, which is not good. Um, hopefully he gets better, but that would help the other two, Alan Lazard, MVS, and obviously uh, Aaron Jones would get a boost. But I just don't feel like I could trust MVS going against Marshawn Lattimore. The Saints have been pretty spectacular against wide receivers this year. Basically, the highest production that came so far was Chris Godwin in week one, and he only scored basically 11 and a half PPR fantasy points. So I'm not thinking these guys are going to go off and explode. And even if Adams does play, I still think like he'll maybe even close to that pack maybe 12 points which is 
bad, but like he's your number one, and you need he's like the number two wide receiver in the fantasy realm, and you will want more from that. So I think this Green Bay Packers are gonna have a nice little hard matchup in the, in the passing game this week against the Saints. Yeah, definitely would consider that. I mean, hard to sit him, but he may be injured, so he may not even play. So. Uh, if he does, though, it's going to be slightly risky to want to start a guy like Devontae Adams this week, but you may have to uh, just because he's such talent. But uh, my first guy was Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, after a really first good week, uh, kind of, you know, took a little bit of a backseat. Not a horrible game, but, you know, consistent. And he's been on the field. That's the important part. Uh, but he's got a pretty tough matchup with Kansas City Chiefs. They've always been good against outside wide receivers. He's played, I think it was like, I think maybe they moved him around a little bit. Maybe they do that this week, but. He's played like eight snaps in the slot role. I think that's where you can get beat. I think that's where you can beat the Chiefs. In reality, the Chiefs get beat by the tight end in the running game. Uh, so I don't think Hollywood Brown is going to be in for a really big game this week, and I think you're better off just sitting him and not worrying about him. And, Jiz, we're back up to you, my friend. Your second bust of the night. Second bust, Deshaun Jackson. And I'm just kind of putting this. I know he's not like a really high-ranked player, most fantasy of uh, leagues right now, but still, if you're playing in a deeper league, I know that's all they have right now, the Eagles and their wide receiver core. And sure, he had six catches, 68 yards or whatnot. But the Bengals have been pretty damn good against uh, wide receivers besides Odell Beckham last week getting that, I wouldn't even call it a touchdown, but he got beat on one shot play. But besides that, these guys have been locked down and I just don't think Still, the offensive line worries me, and there's still not enough time for him to be um, to get downfield and whatnot. So he's going to be kind of targeted this game because the lack of weapons, and I'm expecting him to boo, uh, bust once more. Yeah, no, uh, I can definitely see that this week. Um, I think this is a more of a tight end team for your Eagles this week. Another big explosion for those two duos overall, so uh, I like that a lot. Uh, going over to my second bust of the night for wide receiver, um, I picked Tyler Boyd uh, against your Eagles this week, Jibs. And, you know, he definitely stepped up after mediocre week one. Uh, you know, my concerns is this could be somewhat of a trap game overall. I think the Eagles are really good against the slot players. I mean, they, they kind of kept Steve Sims Jr. to a minimum. I know it's the, Reds, the Redskins offense. Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington football team's offense. Uh, you know, they kind of pretty much kept, for the most part, I'd say Cooper Cup under check for the most part. Uh, I mean, he had 80 yards, but again, the Rams, are, I think, are better offense than the Bengals all right now. So I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to get Tyler Boyd the balls consistently. I mean, he just hasn't seen a, a big target share that I thought he was going to see when we were talking about him in the offseason. Uh, he could end up having a good game, but he could end up having one of those like five catches for forty yard kind of game, and you know that, that doesn't scream like I really want to start like a Tyler Boyd this week. And the fact that the Eagles have been pretty good against slot corners for the most part, uh, it's definitely a cause for concern. You may have to start him, but definitely I would lower expectation for him this week. And we're back on. We're over to sleepers now, Jibs. So who's your first sleeper this week for wide receivers? My first sleeper this week is. Keelan Cole for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's just been under the radar due to some of the Michigan hype. But Cole, to me, seems like a safer floor option with a little touchdown upside. Um, And so far this year, like, he's been pretty consistent. And that's hard to replicate in fantasy football. You look at his uh, first two games, about, like, we'll just, like, average it out. He has, like, 50 yards and five and a half receptions and a touchdown in each game. So he's paying off and like, he's going under the radar. I feel like I watched the game, the Dolphins game last week and Brian Jones, I don't know if he's looking like a go this week. He's right? actually out this week. So one he's last out corner. this week. So yeah, you saw what Diggs did against a rookie cornerback. Hopefully he got his uh, training wheels on this week in uh, uh, practice because obviously I'm expecting Xavier Howard to go on to, towards uh, DJ Chark and leaving Keelan Cole to exploit the rookie cornerback. So I think that's a good advantage for fantasy manager to look out for. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely like that one a lot. Uh, he's definitely been someone I've always like. Hey, like, you wish he got more opportunity because he was good at one point a couple of years ago, but never seemed to have that stick around uh, overall. So I like that one a lot. Just so you guys know, the Miami Heat are up one on the Boston Celtics right now. Loving it. But uh, going over to my first sleeper of my night uh, is actually Adam Humphreys of the Tennessee Titans. Um, and this mostly has to do if, you know, A.J. Brown is out, which it seems like he's going to be out for another week here. But uh, Adam Humphreys has been pretty solid, I'd say, over the first two weeks of the season. Nothing too crazy, but uh, they've rested Minnesota Vikings this week. Uh, we saw what their secondary has done over the first two weeks. They've just allowed receiving yards and receiving yards to everyone. And, uh, no, Ryan Tannehill's been on fire. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is really doing really good. Almost 500 passing yards, six touchdowns on the season. I mean, he is, he's doing really good. I was very unexpected to see him do that. But uh, someone has to catch passes. And Adam Humphreys had the second most receiver pa- uh, targets last week with six. He had a touchdown this past week. Uh, he could end up continuing to see pretty high production to his game. I mean, him and Corey Davis both lead for the most targets among wide receivers. So, uh, I like Adam Humphreys as a nice uh, deep play this week. Uh, could put up some big numbers. And Jibs, we're over to your second sleeper of the night. It's going to be Anthony Miller, and I know he gave us a dud last week. No part performance, but they're going against the Atlanta Falcons this week, and that matchup is too good to turn down. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. The Atlanta Falcons give it the fourth most wide receiver points. And week one, DK Metcalf, 95 yards. Week one again, Tyler Lockett, 92 yards. Last week, CeeDee Lamb, 106 yards. Cooper, 100 yards. Gallup, 58 yards. So, Allen Robertson isn't catching 200. He can catch 200 receiving yards, but I think it's going to be a supposed to game for both of them, and I think Anthony Miller is going to put a is uh working yeah um i'm hoping anthony miller bounces back you know i had him as my sleeper i think last week and he really disappointed uh uh fantasy owners so i apologize guys you know uh but hopefully he can make that bounce back this week i have faith so we'll talk about his quarterback maybe later again but yeah i definitely don't hate that one there jibs um my second one is henry ruggs guys i think this could be the henry ruggs breakout party this week um you know, the big thing about Henry Ruggs is that he hasn't really seen too much over the time frame um, in his in the league. You know, he had one catch for four yards last week. Really disappointing. Uh, but the Patriots, what do they always do on defense? They take away their best player, which will be Darren Waller. He may not be actually taken away, but they're going to try to make him not catch the ball with 12 catches this past week. So Henry Ruggs could find him in a situation where I don't think he's going to be lined up with Stephon Gilmore. All that often, I think Brian Edwards is probably going to see his coverage more than not than not because Ruggs kind of goes all over the place on the field. So I think this could be a Ruggs day. Uh, we saw the Patriots, uh, they've given up passing yards. They have. They haven't not given up passing yards. We saw the Seahawks do it just last week, and Miami didn't do that bad either. So uh, Henry Ruggs, I think, would be worthy of a start this week. I think they're going to have to try to keep up with the Patriots offense this week, and uh, expect a you know maybe a sneaky win from the Raiders. I'd be surprised. So uh, definitely don't hate my pick there. So let's go over the open discussion, guys. Jibs, we're gonna start with the waiver guys. MVS, Alan Lazar. Are you starting these guys if Devontae Adams is playing? If Devontae Adams plays, I would start those two. I'll start MVS over Lazar though. Okay, okay. What if they don't play? What if he doesn't play? Are they both starts? Both starts, and I think Lazar will have a better day. Okay, okay, I don't hate it. Yeah, I probably would start them all in any case um, as a flex option. I wouldn't; they wouldn't be must starts for me. But if you needed to start them this week, I think you're okay. I think there's enough passing volume going around. We saw that the if if Adams does play, Mar- Marshall Lennon will probably be on him. So that's kind of why Jibs has him as a bust. So these guys could end up seeing the open field a little bit more. Uh, what about? Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis has been playing pretty well. Kind of mentioned him earlier. You okay starting Corey Davis this week against Minnesota? Yeah, I'm good with starting him too, but I, I think I have a little more faith than your sleeper, Humphreys. Humphreys, yeah. I, I mean, he didn't see too much reduction, so that is a bit concerning. He hasn't seen like big numbers blowing up, but 
Um, yeah, he, I mean, if you have to start him, I mean, it's not a, it's a sneaky play for sure. It's definitely a little bit of a sleeper flex option for sure. What about Russell Gage? Uh, Russell Gage is turning into a, quite a wide receiver in this league. I mean, he's got back-to-back nine-plus target games. Uh, he's actually a top 11 fantasy wide receiver right now. Um, are you starting him with or without Julio? Yeah. And I literally had to beg you to put him on my team. I did, yes. Of the waiver limit, but yeah, dude, like he's been performing and he's he's put back to back two games up and he's the third riddle, the third wheel on the team too, which is pretty outstanding. So I'll still give him a start and hopefully like we don't have to see like his production is kind of tied to Matt Ryan and like kind of the shootout games he's been in the last two weeks. Because if it's like a regular game, I want to see what happens there. Yeah, um, that's my concern a little bit with Russell Gage. But uh, if if that's why if Julio plays, I I if you could start him if you have to. Um, but if Julio's out, I de- he's definitely a star for me. He's definitely a, someone you can throw in your flex spot this week. I think could be pre- pretty successful. So uh, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, Traquan Smith uh, definitely would he be someone who interests you at all? He had a pretty decent week actually last night. I think he had over eighty yards last week, and you now versus the Packers. Yeah, he's definitely someone that's interesting, too. And, then like, especially, like, I want to, like, tell people if you're, like, a Devontae Adams fantasy owner and you're not too sure, like, if he's going to play or not play and you need someone to pivot into for that Sunday night game, Trey Smith might be that guy who's on your waiver wire that you can plug in just to have, like, a safe option or just an option in case, like, the news doesn't trend white. But, yeah, like, he looked like he was – the sure thing in the offense like Emmanuel Sanders for what it's worth like he plays he's been playing more time but he just knows it looks like Trace Quan Smith knows that offense he knows where to be and whatnot too so Drew Brees said it maybe his breakout's coming but yeah no 100% I was not I was against picking him up last week but he definitely proved me wrong a little bit you know he, he saw a game where you don't see much of him having a big a, a high target share and good yardage so uh, if you need to start him this week, I think he's an okay start as well. And then Chase Claypool uh, had a really big play last week uh, against Broncos. Uh, are you considering starting him, or is it more just, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay for now? I'm okay for now. Yeah, I, uh, the fourth target on the team. Uh, he's been productive, but he might even be the third now, but uh, I'd still consider waiting with him. I, I don't know if I would want to consider starting him until I continue to see more production like that, but he's worth a spot, bench spot right now, so... Uh, keep going. Uh, Michael Gallup kind of been playing pretty not big fantasy. Are you still gonna are you gonna start him up against Seattle this week? Still gotta roll him out. Seattle's been like abysmal with these two games so far this year. So I think all three of these guys probably can go for a um, hundred yards each. Yeah, I'm hoping the way Gallup. their defense. I'm playing. hoping Gallup. I'm hoping he bounces back. He needs to. I have so many shares of Gallup. Please, Gallup. Uh, what about some guys who aren't doing that well, like A.J. Green, Landry, Mike Williams, Will Fuller, or any of these guys starts for you this week? Will Fuller, no. A.J. Green, uh, Will, what was the second one? Uh, um, Jarvis Landry or Mike and Mike Williams. I would go Green, Landry, Williams, and Fuller. All right, just in that, in that order. order. Yeah, I probably wouldn't start Mike Williams, guys, nor would I start Will Fuller this week. It just doesn't seem too... Uh, safe. I guess you could, you can start Landry Star, you can start AJ Green, but you know we definitely want to lower expectations just a little bit. But AJ Green has to eventually get that chemistry going with Joe Barr, and it's going to hit at some point, guys. So uh, you definitely want him in your lineup when he hits like that. So uh, Deontay Johnson, I like him to be fired up this week as well. I think he's a good play. Uh, Robbie Anderson, is he going to continue that fire that he's been playing on? It's a hard matchup, but I don't see anything taken away with it, especially with Mission. Mr. McCaffrey going down. Yeah, if anything, it's more targets his way. I mean, it may not be the best matchup, but they got to have to pass the ball somehow. So uh, I think he's okay to still roll out. Uh, what about Emmanuel Sanders after a poor game last week? Is he someone you want to put in your lineup again? Nope. No. You stay right on that bench. And what about Brandon Cooks? Uh, kind of a more impressive game, 80 yards, but against the Steelers this week. Someone has to catch Roll him out of desperation. Yeah, someone has to catch the ball for this team. He's going to be – he stayed on the field last week, which is a positive note. What about Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, if he, if he plays, coming off injury? Man, I I don't know which way to flip the coin. I think I will, seeing like what McLaurin did last week to the 
that team, but I still think he, they may still take him slow and whatnot. So I, I think, still think you start him, though. You have to start him. I think if you're in a situation where if you think you're going to lose this week's game, you might as well throw him out there and see if he can get you over the edge. Uh, if you have a better option, I think I'd take it. If not, you're going to roll him out because he's one of your probably your studs that you drafted early. So, But if you have a better option, I'd probably go with it. But he could end up having a ball in game. It just depends how much he gets on the field. So, And what about some of the rookies? Real quick, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, um, Justin Jefferson, these guys. Uh, any starts for you out of these guys? Not necessarily, but Pittman's kind of rising due yeah. to um, Paris Campbell being not hurt. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. If you have to start a guy like Michael Pittman, I wouldn't be mad at you. Brandon Ayuk, he's got a good matchup too, but um i don't know he's like a desperation deeper throw than i would say than a 10 or 12 man league he probably have better options justin jefferson i he hasn't produced enough yet to make me want to even have him rostered almost so uh yeah just none of these guys really do it for me so let's go to the tight end position now uh we'll start with the bus jibs who is your bus at the tight end position my bus is gonna be tj hawkinson <laughs> tj hawkinson so unfortunately like he's been pretty productive for the two games nothing like crazy but i thought that was kind of more to the lack of receiving options in the game so i think with kenny galladay coming back maybe some of the targets gets reallocated and he's kind of going back to maybe three to four like three targets or maybe four targets three catches and just kind of be like a low upside tight end yeah um not too from too fond of him this week who do they play again this week? They're playing Arizona, who used to be a slouch, but they've been all right this year against tight ends. Yeah, they really have been. They haven't played too poorly against any bad fish. I mean, George Kittle was hurt, but uh, and Logan Thomas. But, yeah, um, definitely could see that happening for sure. So I don't hate that one at all. Uh, mine is Hunter Henry. Hate to say it. Um, I'm not a big fan of wanting to say this because I like Hunter Henry as a player. Uh, but, you know, over the first two weeks, I mean, Carolina has been really good at shutting down the tight end position. I mean, uh, last week, Gronk, O.J. Howard, they did nothing against Carolina. Um, and then the following week before that, I believe the Raiders played the Panthers. And what did Darren Waller do, guys? It wasn't too great. I, I didn't see anything great that I really liked out of him. Uh, let me just pull his stat up real quick here. Six for 45 yards, nothing too impressive. While I like Hunter Henry for the season... This could be the week where I think the run game takes a big hit and maybe Keenan Allen once again. So uh, if you have him and you've been lucky, you got him late in your drafts, I think this might be the week to sit him. If you had another option like a Mike Isecki or someone else like that, I would definitely consider starting him. Or Jonu Smith maybe. I would definitely consider starting those guys over a guy like Hunter Henry this week. And Jibs, we'll go to your sleeper now. Who is your sleeper for the week? Because you went deep. It's the deep sleeper special. Back to the library. Jimmy Graham, the old man. Kind of rhymes, but um, still like with my point of Anthony Miller. There's going to be a lot of receiving yards going on. There's going to be some air yards in this game. There's going to be some touchdowns in this game. And the Falcons have the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. We've saw old man Greg Olson go four for twenty-four in a touchdown in Week One. Uh, the young gun Dalton Schultz with that nine catch, almost 90 yard performance. So I just think Jimmy Graham might just fall in the end zone. He's not the most prettiest option, but if you're streaming in a deep league, he might pay off for you. Yeah, no. Um, if you're in a deep league, for sure. Um, Ten man league, probably would say no to you, Jibs. But nah, uh, nah, I, nah. I love your don't sleeper appeal on a guy like Jimmy Graham, though. That's for sure. So I don't hate it. So. Uh, I'm going deep on my sleeper, too. I mean, my sleeper is Drew Sample, guys. Mr. Sample himself. Uh, Through the first two weeks, uh, Joe Burrow, we've noticed, he likes the throw to the tight end position. It's kind of like his safety blanket that I thought Tyler Boyd would be early on. But uh, through the first two weeks, the tight end position has been very good against with the tight end. Uh, I believe they have, what, uh, I think it was... Drew Sample has 10 targets already in two weeks, and I think C.J. Uzama had another 10 targets. So they were pretty high up there with A.J. Green in terms of targets as a position. Uh, So no more C.J. Uzama, and you saw last week 
against the Cleveland Browns that t- Drew Sample just came out. Nine targets. Uh, yeah, uh, 45 yards. Didn't get the touchdown, but uh, they play, he played pretty well, I'd say, for a guy who's supposed to be just a blocking tight end. I think he's going to see a big workload again this week against the Eagles. So let's remember, what did the Eagles do so far? They allowed Tyler, Humph- uh, Tyler Higby three touchdowns last week. Uh, week one, they allowed uh, Logan Thomas to get on the map and show 70 yards. So, like, the Eagles aren't the best against the tight ends. And Drew Sample has been someone that Joe Burrow's going to rely on. And I'd like him as a sneaky start this week as a tight end. So he's my, he's my pick. All right, so let's go some of these guys. Let's go to the open discussion, Jibs. And some of these guys who've been kind of underperforming, like Austin Eckler, not Austin Eckler, uh, Evan Ingram. Austin Hooper and Chris Herndon. Are these any guys you want to start this week still? Ingram for sure. Herndon definitely not. And Hooper, I'll probably still say no. They versus the Washington team. They versus Washington who, um, you know, they allowed your Eagles to have big plays. Um, I don't think Arizona did too much, so, but you're saying no on Hooper? No no one Hooper. All right, yeah, I'm starting Ingram for sure, guys. You know, we lost some Barkley. They definitely have to throw to somebody. No Sterling Shepard now. Someone's got to get the ball. Uh, he's probably next on the list to go out and injury next week, probably. It's just the way it's going to be. Uh, definitely wouldn't start Chris Herndon. I just don't see it. Austin Hooper. I have some kind of, if you have him and you don't have another option, I, I wouldn't hate it. I think he could end up doing something. So I'd start him over Gronk, that's for sure. So... I, like, I don't hate it. Uh, what about some of the old heads? Like, we, I kind of just mentioned Eric Ebron, Greg Olson, Gronk, Kyle Rudolph. Any of these guys you want to start? I wouldn't start any of them. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe Eric Ebron, you're throwing a dart play that he comes, that he gets more targets for once, but you're not starting any of these guys. What about Mo, Mo Alley Cox? Had 111 yards this past week. Now, that's a guy. That's worth starting over that uh, throw-up pile you just uh, won. Okay. Said. Yeah, if uh, Jack Doyle's out, there's a guy who could end up having a really good day. Uh, Jets have been pretty good against the tight ends, but, again, this isn't the same Jets team anymore, so he could end up seeing a big workload with Phillip Rivers. So he's a guy I think you could roll out there. And what about Jordan Reed? Um, he had two touchdowns in, like, 70 yards last week against the Jets. Now he gets the Giants, and the, more than likely George Kittle will be out. Do you want to start him this week against all over all these guys? It's all, it's, everyone I've mentioned so far. Nah, nah, not everyone. But Who? he's 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 up there on me. Like I think it'll be under Mo Ali Cox. So you take Mo Ali Cox then Jordan Reed? Yeah, because okay. I'm still not really a fan of the quarterback and San, quarterback play in San Francisco. I, I would start him. Uh, I probably would. I would start him over Moe Cox. I think. I think I would. Maybe not Evan Ingram, but Cox. I think I would. So, and what about Jordan Aikens? He's been steadily really a quiet tight end that no one's talking about. I know they have Darren Fells there still, but uh, the Steelers. Yeah, they're a pretty tough defense, but someone has to catch the ball. And Jordan Aikens. I mean, he has been quietly having two solid back-to-back games and caught all his passes that he's been targeted so far. Um, someone you would want to start? Over Hooper. Over Hooper. Over Cox and maybe Ingram? Not Ingram. Not Ingram. Okay. Just want to get your feel on it. Okay. Yeah. I'd I'll start, start him over Cox, too. I, I'm feeling pretty confident about him. Yeah, I'd start him over Cox, too. I think he just sees enough workload that I think he's going to get involved in this game. They obviously clearly have a connection and clearly someone that uh, DeAndre, no, DeAndre, uh, God, I can think of his name. Uh, Deshaun Watson, God. Deshaun Watson uh, seems to really like, so I don't hate that one there if you need to start a guy like that. Uh, go over the quarterbacks. Last part of our night here. Um, you're, busting the, you're busting the quarterback position, Jibs. My bucks for the quarterback position is Drew Brees. Um, I didn't think it will look pretty without Thomas. And sure, definitely did it. Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm sure he's going to work with Sean Payton to get a specific game plan that's going to help him get back on the winning track, but he just doesn't look like he could um, propel your team at all. Obviously, he's great. He doesn't do too many turnovers, but he just doesn't have that. It just feels like he doesn't have like that touchdown upside that he had has in the last couple of years for me. Yeah, Plus, just- 
the matchup, and I just feel like the Green Bay line is going to be all over him this week and that secondary. So I feel like he's going to have a kind of similar production to his week one against Tampa. You know what? I, I don't hate it. Um, Drew Brees has definitely not looked like the same Drew Brees we once knew, and especially without Michael Thomas. Tough matchup. I prefer not the one to start him this week. So uh, my bust of the evening is the who I was going to say whoever the Chargers starting quarterback is, but we know that it's Justin Herbert. And yeah, guys, I, I liked, wow, he had a great first game. Definitely surprised not being the main game plan, that's for sure. But team has some teams have film on him now. Not much, but a little bit. And the, while the Panthers seem like a great matchup on paper, they've been pretty good at keeping the passing volume down. Uh, they just continue to get beat on in the ground. And we kind of mentioned Joshua Kelly, Austin Eckler, most rushing yards to, I mean, most fantasy points to runners. So I think you're not going to start him for his upside. You don't expect a big game out of him. I think if they do play game management, they run the ball and they win this game against the Panthers. And uh, Justin Herbert does it enough to help them win another game, So, but doesn't do it himself. So don't expect him to just go out there and ball out like he's going to or something. I just don't see it happening this week. Um, and going over to your sleeper, Jibs, who's your sleeper for this week? Uh, sad, but I'm going right back to him. I tried him in week one. I failed. Dwayne Haskins. And, um, yeah, I know he's not the prettiest, not the shiniest player. But did you know Cleveland has allowed back-to-back quarterbacks to throw three touchdown passes? Three. Wow. So. No, Jibs, I liked, I liked uh, Sean ha- Haskins a lot. I think that's a great pick right there for sure. So I like that call there. And I'm going for the third straight time in a row, Jibs, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky has looked pretty decent. He's got five touchdowns now, uh, thrown two picks on the season. Not horrible. Not a big yardage guy yet, but the rest of the Atlanta Falcons, who have been a juggernaut for throwing the ball a lot, and this could be an abundant, another shootout for Atlanta that has to be in here. And Mitch Trubisky could be very far behind in this game, and another Mitch Trubisky, air it downfield, let's get the ball rolling, and uh, at least 19 fantasy points in both games, 30 in week one. I'm rolling him out again if you have him. I take the streamer route again with him and have him be the guy once once more, guys. So Mitch Trubisky is mine. And that is the end of the sleeper part. So let's go to the open discussion real quick, Jibs. And we can get you to we get you to, you know, end this show quickly. So um we kind of mentioned eh, we didn't really mention yet, but studs like Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and tough matchups. Are we starting these guys this week? Yes, I will be starting both of those quarterbacks. All right, it's nice and simple. Even with the tough matchups. Watson scares me a little bit more, but if he had a better option, I would consider it. But if you have to roll him out, you got to roll him out. But if he had a better option, I would consider it. Like a maybe, I would maybe start Menchu over him this week. That's how like I'm concerned with Watson this week, guys. Or I feel you. I would consider it. So, what about some of the struggling quarterbacks, guys like Stafford, Wentz, Breeze, and Brady, who've been kind of mediocre at this point here? Uh, any of these guys interesting in starting this week? I'll still roll out Stafford and Brady. You kind of mentioned Carson Breeze Wentz. already, so I know what you said. Nope. Breeze. Breeze, nope. Yeah, and I, I would consider starting Wentz still. I would still be comfortable enough to start Wentz if I have to. Uh, I wanted to drop him, but he does have a really good matchup this week. I don't hate it. Um, Stafford, yeah, I guess I could roll him out there still. I don't hate his matchup, but I'm not thrilled with it. And Brady, uh, Brady's versus the... Who the hell, who's Brady's versus this week? I can't even think right now who they versus this week. Uh, let's see, guys. Uh, they versus Denver. I would probably not want to start him, but uh, you can. Um, I, I, he's going to be a he's in a high power offense, so I would cons- I'd be okay starting him with Chris Godwin coming back. But these guys don't like they don't they don't do it for me. But if you have to start him, they grind it out and do something good enough to get you the the dub this week if you need it. So, and uh, what about Derek Carr? Derek Carr's been pretty good so far, Jibs. Uh, not horrible, not like impressive to the point where like well, he's a top quarterback, but 
plays pretty well so far, and he's got the Patriots on the road. They allowed, you know, Russell Wilson five touchdowns last week. Uh, any interest with... Oh, I have interest for sure. Yeah, you would, you would start him as a streamer. Would you start him over, like, maybe, like, Wentz or Breeze this week? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Okay, yeah. You know what? I would absolutely, too. I think Derek Carr needs more recognition and should be on a team here. I mean, he's had, you know, five touchdowns so far in two games. Uh, so uh, I don't hate it. Uh, I think I would start consider starting him this week as well. And what about some of the, the two of the waiver guys, Nick Mullins or Jeff uh, Driscoll, if he had to? I said nope, but if I had to, I would go, I think I'm riding with Driscoll. Um, you know what, I would still rock out uh, Nate Mullins. If you had to pick both these guys up because you had no quarterback or something like that, maybe you had a dynasty or something, and you had, or maybe if you had Jimmy G, you're starting quarterback. Um, or Drew Drew Locke. Um, if you got both these guys, I would I would stop Mullins. I, I like his matchup better overall, so uh, that's the way I would lean. So uh, that is the end of our episode tonight, guys. Uh, we thank you so much for listening in. As always, we love doing this, even though you know we're both up late right now doing this. I know Jid wants to go to bed, so uh, we'll hurry up and get this over with. Uh, as always, guys, please go visit our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, we have all our great content out there. By tomorrow, our coach Joe will have his um, stats and um, snaps for the week for week three. And we'll have a couple other things going on this week. Definitely check out our DFS live stream that will be always on Fridays, it seems like, or Saturdays, depending what time. We'll definitely post that on Twitter. Uh, and you can find that at Coaches Fantasy. You can find me at Coach Stephen P. Yeah, bet. Hot Take Contra on Twitter. Hot Take Contra on Twitter, guys. So give us a follow. Hope you guys with your fantasy questions for the week. Until next time, take care, be safe, and have a great one. The back is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High up the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that, go.